and welcome to yet another episode of the Automated Millionaire video slash podcast. Depending on where you're watching this or listening in, it may be a video or it may be a podcast. We are currently in the series of looking at the secrets that make a top business turnaround agent, somebody who is able to come into a business and turn it from a struggling position into something really great and grand again that makes a lot of money for the business owners and helps relieve a lot of um, challenges and uh, not least stresses in the business and that same stresses that spills over into the personal lives. We are looking at secrets that I have extrapolated from the business system that I operate with. Um, it's a system that I have tried uh, and, and tested and implemented with over hundreds of uh, uh, companies all over the United States, all over Canada. And, uh, these companies were of all kinds of uh, businesses, all kinds of industries. And so it's not necessary that my expertise lay within a certain industry. In fact, very often I would come to businesses that I knew nothing about, you know, to industries that I had no prior history with, no experience with. And yet I was able to help businesses really perform at a much grander level. By far, most of the clients that I had, they were struggling businesses. Some of them very, very close to bankruptcy. It was like the 11th hour I came in there. And yet within matters of a few weeks or matters of a few months, we turned it on to prosperity again, cash flow running greatly and the relief and stresses of everybody totally relieved. Um, I also helped the small portion of the clients actually were doing really well. I had in particular uh, a few clients who were doing like excessively well, making a ton of money. Uh, it was uh, actually as if they were just printing money. But yet again, they still wanted something better. They wanted something more smoothly run. They wanted to, you know, they had a few of, of these uh, nuisances in the business that invariably we run into and they didn't know exactly how to take care of those. The same system that I helped the struggling business with and the, I helped the exceedingly well uh, run businesses to help them with was the same th uh, system. It's a method and a system that I call the automated millionaire business system. And again, the system is made up from a lot of what I've studied myself over the course of reading over, you know, several thousand books and also from the course of my active life in entrepreneurship and business ownership and partnership and consultancy and so on for pretty much all my adult life. And it's also no least, I want to recognize and honor these people, a lot of business consultants that went before me, a lot of my esteemed colleagues that I learned a lot of things from, including maybe the framework of this system. Um, we talked about, uh, last time, we talked about the management team meetings. We talked about uh, establishing leadership. We talked about making the business better. One of the ways I go into a business, any kind of in a matter of fact, is I uh, try to find cash. I try to find money. I charge a lot of money when I go to a business uh, for my expertise, for my time, for my efforts of going there and all that. And, you know, that may seem like that's a hefty investment. I venture to say that the investment is very sound because whatever I charge, the client typically walks off with about four to seven times as much back in value that will come in over the course of the following year or the, the next 12 months after my engagement with the client is done. So the, the investment is high, but the value is, is definitely worth it. Uh, 
Now, in order for me to find cash fast to help a business that's struggling, remember I said, you know, some of these businesses, they don't actually have the money to make it happen for me. So now they have to go and secure a loan, typically a loan that's like super, in, uh, super expensive, comes at a high APR. And then, you know, I cannot do so and hold my head up and look the business owners in the eyes unless I can find them cash fast, unless I can truly turn the business around. So how do I find cash? Well, it goes back to some of the secrets that we talked about in the very first episodes of this series. Uh, I think you have to go back to the Automated Millionaire episode number two or number three to get this. But it was about asking a lot of questions. And so what I'm looking for, amongst other things, when I ask these questions is what I call undesirable outcomes. So it is, for instance, well, we had another shipment delay or we are behind on production and it always happens. Well, I keep digging into by questions and say, well, why, where, where, where does it break down? What's happening and so on. And whatever the outcome is that you can find is typically that, well, here's an undesirable uh, outcome. It's typically, you might know this yourself in the sense that, you know, in your business on the day-to-day operational sense, you, oh my God, this bugs me right? Oh, not again. This happened again. Or something that really irritates you. I can tell you with a very great sense of of confidence that invariably anything that really barks you, anything that really annoys you is probably an undesirable outcome. And it's probably something that's costing you or your business a lot of money. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's a lot. And you don't quite know yet, uh, you know, what it is. So, and I don't want you to draw to a quick conclusion. This is probably nothing or this is probably something big. Uh, you'll find probably, I'll mention it. I'll give you a preview. It's going to be another secret, but you don't want to make assumptions. If you quickly draw a conclusion that this is probably nothing, believe me, sometimes it's way bigger than, than, uh, than you think it is. And sometimes you think this is a huge issue and then you really look at it, calculate out, well, how much is it recosting? And maybe it's actually so minor that you really shouldn't spend a lot of time doing that more, but just concentrate on something bigger. We'll get back to that in, you know, some other time. But, but the, the whole point is that you want to find these uh, undesirable outcomes. And the way you do it is basically you walk around your entire business and you speak to everybody and you kind of like dig, dig in and deep, uh, find what's happening, what's going on, you know, what, what, what came up and so on. And it's probably costing you a lot of money. So that's where I find cash. Now, I'm not going to, you know, go into the whole details about how we actually go about this, but this is very much a key element of how I'm able to find cash to bring out the problems on the table and, and, uh, find resolutions to it and find a way out of the rod, find a way digging a business that's about to go bankrupt, digging it out of the way, um, back onto success and do so fast and do it while I come in and even charge, you know, uh, uh, $20,000, $30,000 a week for being there. And believe me, if you had to do it to uh, have me in there in person today, my price has more than tripled for that. So, so you want to 
take this matter seriously. So it's about finding the undesirable outcomes. Again, my uh, program, my special uh, program that I have that I offer, uh, which is an online course, but also with a coaching element to it. So I can really help you uh, on group calls and so on to say, well, what is your challenge right now? And maybe I can guide you through that. So you get all the lessons, all the, the groundwork and the footwork and so on, and you get uh, the tools that I have that really puts you on the right track. Uh, that program and that method that I have is the what I call the Automated Millionaire Business System. So you can go to theautomatedmillionaire.com, you can see more about that. For now, just understand that you want to look for all these undesirable outcomes. Maybe write them down and then discuss with the people who are actually you know, part of the problem or, or part of the solution, I think you should think. But the people, so if you see something in production, well, you want your production manager, you want your operational manager to be part of looking at that problem. If it's something about we are lacking sales or we're not converting well enough or we are lacking leads or, or we're not, you know, securing the right money out of the whole equation. Well, now you need to look at your sales team. Uh, the last part I just mentioned, we are not getting enough uh, profits out of it. Well, that could be in your pricing. It could also be in operations. It could be somewhere else. That's. Uh, a very big subject that we are not going to tackle right now. But whoever you can see that, okay, I need to get, you know, Jim and I need to get uh, um, uh, Elizabeth uh, to the table and we need to discuss and look at this problem and find a resolution to it. That's what you're going to be doing. Um, again, I'm not going to go into the how-to of, of this too much. Uh, that'll be too lengthy for now. But uh, my programs definitely will have that. As you're doing these things, you also sometimes, and this has either something to do with the undesirable outcomes, but certainly also sometimes the ripple effect that this uh, next part can, can give you. And this next secret is that you really want to take the ugly and put it on the table. So I am a person like any other per person. So I am the type of person that I hate confrontation. We all, most of us at least, <laughs> we dislike confrontation to such a degree that we uh, try to veer away from it. We try to, you know, be amenable and just walk away and put a blind eye towards it. But if you really want to tackle the problems, you've got to put the ugly on the table. And it's better. I mean, it's, it's better that you just put it in front of the table and then you can discuss it and then see what the resolution is, is going to be. Um, one of my clients uh, I went into and they had, they had on, in their production, they, they were a production facility and in their production, they had one guy who had been there for about the longest of all the employees. And he was very well respected or maybe even more so he was feared. And at the same time, he also had a, an attitude of being angry. So he really truly set the tone for not just the production area, but for the absolutely the entire company because people were afraid of him. He was angry. He was ticked off by something. And it, it not only set the tone, but it kind of set the attitude and an attitude that really was unproductive. Um, we might talk about, you know, attitudes later on because I believe also that's a huge part of success and non-success is, you know, the attitude that we bring to the table. 
but this person really had a negative effect of the, the business. So when I came in there and in within the first few days of the uh, of my engagement there with the company, I took employees in one after one, you know, kind of like got a gauge for what were their responsibilities, what did they like, what didn't they like, what did they see as problems, what suggestions did they have, you know, got, getting a good sense of things. And when it came to this guy, I s- sat him down, you know, well, I asked him to have a seat and I looked him in the eye and said, uh, after my brief introduction and said, listen, um, I, I'm going to be very direct with you and I want you to be very direct with me. I'm going to speak very openly and very frankly and I invite you to do the same. And he kind of looked me in the eyes, kind of like, you know, trying to be intimidating. Um, and he said, are you sure you want that? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am sure I want it. I want it out on the table. And just before we go on, I should tell you also that this guy, uh, he was, you know, when he entered the door, he was kind of slouching. He was kind of like, you know, hands in his pocket and kind of like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And I couldn't, I don't give a damn, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to swear here. Uh, but he basically had an attitude like this was not, you know, he just didn't care for this at all. Anyways, I started the conversation after having instructed him that I was going to be very open and very direct and asking him to do the same. And I said, listen, it has come to my attention that everybody really looks to you all the time and that everybody is kind of scared of you and everybody's a little bit fearful of you. It's also come to my attention that you set the tone for the business and to a large extent that tone isn't terribly positive. In fact, they say that you are always angry and they are pretty much just scared of what's going to happen next. Are you going to blow up? <laughs> and then I said to him, listen, I, um, I want you to tell me why, what is this? Because as you can imagine, I cannot really have this in the business. We need to, if we are going to salvage this business, which is really in trouble, we need to find, you know, uh, solutions to, what ails us? And that's certainly something that ailing you. Anyways, we had a great conversation. And in the end, he told me, uh, I'll, make, I'll try to make it brief, but he basically told me that, you know, some years prior, about three years prior to, to, to this day that I spoke with him, uh, an employee had left, an employee who were basically, was basically the foreman of the company, of the production. And as this person left, nobody else was really put into charge, but he had stepped up. This guy had stepped up and he had worked harder. He tried to help and, and push things forward and so on and so forth. And what happened was that he felt that there was no recognition of it. And we're not just talking about monetary sense, but we're really talking about and and uh, you know, pat on the shoulder uh, or recognition. Hey, listen, I'm really, I've, I've noticed how greatly you're doing this and you're picking up the slack after we left, uh, after uh, your, your colleague left and so on. And we really appreciate it. It's a great help to us and so on. But he felt there was nothing. He felt basically there was no gratefulness um, for what he was doing and for what he had done. And after having steamed over this for so long, he ended up being, you know, having a very poor attitude about things, like being very ticked off, all right, with a nice word, ticked off. <laughs> and, and now it was three years later and he was still ticked off. 
So anyways, I, um, I of course, I met him uh, uh, where he was at. I said, listen, I understand that perfectly. I, I totally understand. We do something extraordinary and there's nobody who's recognizing it. We get no pat on the shoulder or no recognition in, you know, in a, a small, well, a small token. Um, and uh, I said, listen, uh, I, I can t t certainly understand that, but we need that to change because, you know, we kind of need to pull out of this, this rut we're in and we need some good results and so on. Long story short, <laughs> he, uh, we shook hands, he ended up, he walked out of there, he was now tall, you know, like erect posture and a smile on his face and a briskness in his stride and so on. And, uh, you know, of course, I, I went and spoke to the uh, business owner and said, listen, this, this, this is what, what's behind his rage. And we found a solution of recognizing him and so on. We'll talk about at some point how to recognize for good, good things uh, in public amongst the peers. That counts much higher value than uh, doing it privately. We'll also talk about the opposite. So if you want to have a constructive talk about a critique point with somebody in your organization you want to do that privately that's a conversation for another time it's important areas i think there's several lessons that you can pull out of this um, example here one is you want to have a bit of a sense of a bit of a, a feeler and an antenna out for you know a temperature gauge of your people you want to acknowledge when somebody does something uh, even small things to you it might seem like nothing but you know a pat on the shoulder goes a lot long way longer way uh, than you know just waiting for the big moments um, so there are a lot of lessons um, leadership is not something necessary that's terribly easy I for sure have uh, done a lot of leadership mistakes in my time, especially as I was, uh, you know, in my younger days, it was much more about the dictatorship and about this. Than that. Um, but I do believe that, that you know, and anybody who is a business owner is by, you know, by association, by the, the, um, uh, the position of ownership and position of the one who is giving jobs, the position of ones who is paying the salaries, the wages, well, you, you now have a role of leadership. It doesn't necessarily make you a great leader though. It doesn't make it necessarily makes you a true leader. You just have it by position. So I definitely would venture to say that we should all, especially as business owners or any organization that we are kind of like a spearhead for, we should study leadership. Uh, we should study uh, mentors of leadership, mentors who demonstrate leadership. We should read books on it and so on. So I definitely strive that, that you know, and suggest that we all do so. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in business. It just have to be, you know, uh, anything that we are doing and we want to advance. You'll find that you worth yourself is going to go sky high. Uh, you find yourself and that, you know, the connections you're going to make is going to be better. And all the connections, you know, not, not least for, you know, wherever you want to go next, but, but the connections with all your, your people, with your um, organization. And it carries a lot of weight. So anyways, um, I think there's a lot of lessons in just these two secrets here. Uh, you want to bring the ugly on the table. You don't want to 
kind of like sweep it under the rock and so on. Uh, this, these two secrets here we spoke about here is very much degree of where do I find the money. Now the how-tos we'll have to talk about at some other time, but it's very much how I find the actual cash in the business. And as I spoke about before, when you are in the left hour of a business, you don't have time to dilly-dally. You want something that turns into real results. If I'm charging you at that point in time $25,000 or so and a week, I better find $50,000 or more that week alone, right? I better find something of real tangible effect. Maybe I can't get the 25,000 or 50,000 out the same week in terms of actual cash, but we can extrapolate, you know, how much money improvement did we make if we do what we need to do. Okay. So anyways, um, I'd like to round up. Uh, I uh, ask you again to uh, consider hitting the like button. Hopefully you found this valuable. I mean, if you listen to it, uh, you should have found a lot of nuggets that you can implement in your business that's going to help you make a better business and make you more money. I'll also like to you, uh, for you to consider subscribing. It definitely helps me get more listeners to it so I can spread the good word and hopefully um, really help change a lot of people's lives by changing their business. Um, and then finally, if you have any uh, questions or any comments, anything uh, at all, then I would love for you to connect with me directly. You can go to my website, theautomatedmillionaire.com and just connect with me there via the contact page. For now, just um, believe me, I'm thankful that you're here. I'm grateful if you made it this far into the podcast and um, I hope to see you in future episodes.